0: Hey y'all, quick heads up. As you might've guessed from the title of this episode, this episode is probably better listened to with middle and high school students. So just if you have younger kids listening with you, maybe revisit this one a little later.
1: Welcome to Real Asianship Goals, a podcast all about the realities of healthy relationships. Real Asianship Goals is a project of the Advocacy Center for Crime Victims and Children in Waco, Texas. If you or someone you know has experienced sexual violence or harassment and is seeking support, services, or needs more information, links to resources and our hotline number can be found in the description. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of their organizations or affiliates. Welcome back to Real Asianship Goals, our summer session, students have a lot to say about. My name is Allie, and I am the Prevention and Education Director at the Advocacy Center. So we're going back to our original format where we asked our hosts a question so you can get to know us a little bit better throughout the season. So our question for today is, what is one of your favorite games to play in a group? And one of my favorite games to play in a group is the game of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, My family often plays that, like if we're all together for a holiday or something like that. It's sort of in the family of like apples to apples or someone, you know, you put in an answer and someone has to pick your answer for you to get a point. So.
0: I love that. I want to play that game. That Mm -hmm. sounds fun. Um, My name is Blythe, prevention educator, pronoun she, her. I am going to cheat and have two answers. I apologize in advance. One, I love a good game of Ticket to Ride. Phenomenal board game, 10 out of 10. It's great. But also have really recently gotten into just like playing catch like in a group and just like throwing a ball around it's just really splendid and wonderful you can do it inside if you have like something you know soft and squishy or outside with like a real ball or something like that yeah it's just it's wonderful great thank you
1: so number two students have a lot to say about receiving and sending nude and explicit photos some things that we hear students say nobody wants to see that (laughs) everything on snapchat disappears anyway if i'm dating them it's no big deal because i trust them so this one can be difficult to talk about with students it can be difficult to talk about with anyone so
0: Blythe, how do you want to start us off here well, yeah, I think we need to start by saying that, like, when we're talking about nude and explicit photos, like, we have to have a baseline that, in some regard, like, this has kind of been normalized amongst, like, youth in our culture, right? Whether it is through TV or movies or just other mechanisms as phenomenon spread. But yeah, that this has been kind of normal and proposed as something. Well, this is just what you do in a relationship, and so just as we're talking about this, especially from you know adults to youth or students it's so important not to shame someone right not to shame the students in our life um, and make them feel less than for um, especially like make them feel less than for doing something that they perceived as normal so i just want to that's a good baseline that i think we should remember as we're kind of talking about this
1: yeah for sure i think that's so important you know throughout this and with all of these topics we want to make sure we are fostering like open communication Mm -hmm. with the students in our lives. And so part of that is not making them feel ashamed for something and rather just being able to talk about it. So, but the, one of the reasons we're talking about this is one, because it's been so normalized and two, or at least a second reason, maybe not number two, (laughs) but that it is not a good idea for a couple of reasons. One legally, it's not a good idea. So First, in Texas, sending a nude or explicit photo without the consent of the person you are sending it to is a class C misdemeanor. It's even more serious if it is being sent by or to a minor. So if someone is under the age of 18, that is technically distribution of child pornography. And so if your student receives a a nude or explicit photo that they did not consent to receiving, uh, you can file a report and turn this into law enforcement. We're going to talk a little bit more about that Not that specifically the filing a report, but what to do, um,
0: like a response to that. Mm -hmm. And secondly, right? We even you know whether or not it's a platform like Snapchat, where yes, your image might disappear, you know, in ten seconds. Anyways, there is a level of permanency, right, to anything related to the internet, the cloud, or just the digital sphere, right? Cell phones have the wonderful technology of the screenshot, which is beneficial in some instances and not in others. And, uh, yeah, it can be really hard in the moment, right. To remember that, like, okay, something that I'm doing right now seems really like short term or fleeting, but actually that there is a level of permanency to it. And even just like the nature of relationships change, right? Like what might seem kind of like funny or okay right now as relationships change over the days or weeks or months or years that, uh, yeah, that can just lead to unfun kind of implications.
1: Yeah. We talk a lot about like once you hit send or once you hit post, whether it's pictures or words, just as a general rule, right? You can't get it back. Mm -hmm. You cannot. And you know, it would be good for maybe all of us to remember that yeah. <laughs> when we think about what we're posting on different things, explicit or not, you know, um, that once you send or, or post, like you, you cannot get that back. You cannot control what happens with that image, even if you, or image or words or anything, even if you would like delete it, if you posted it on social media, it doesn't mean like Wythe has said that like someone hasn't taken a screenshot, like it can really live forever. That is both maybe the beauty and the
0: curse of, of the internet and technology. Yeah. Allie, how, uh, whether it's in your own conversations with students or um, if, you know, if a parent were to come up to you or something like that, like asking about this question, like, okay, my youth, you know, my young person, my student, or even a student themselves say, Hey, like I've got a request for this photo or somebody just sent me something that I did not want to see without asking, how would you help someone navigate that like the response to the receiving end of this. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you know, like I said, it is illegal in Texas to send a photo without uh, a neuter explicit photo without someone the recipient's consent. And so if that person did not give consent, there is the option of uh pursuing um sort of like the legal avenue, right? If someone has been asked for consent and they Feel uncomfortable, they want to say no. I think that, you know, we talk about like ways that we can say that, how we can communicate that, how it is not their fault if someone sends them that photo, regardless of what they've said. It is not their fault if someone gets mad or upset Mm -hmm. or sad if they've asked to send a photo and, and you've said, no, I don't want to do that. So I think a big part of this is like remembering our own autonomy. And empowering others to say the things that they want to say, help with the language with that, you know, encouraging them to, to talk to, if we're talking about like a parent or a guardian or just an adult, encouraging them to talk to a trusted adult about something like this, that's, that's happened. Right. So I think those are are some things. Do you have anything to add, Blythe?
0: Uh, No, I mean, not off the top of my head. No, I think that's good. Yeah. And even. I think just a reminder that like no is a complete sentence, right? We don't have to qualify, like, especially in this regard, like, we don't have to qualify it if it's like, nope, not interested. Mm -hmm. No, thank you. Absolutely not. Yeah, just that that isn't like, yeah, just no is enough. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, it's good to remember too. So if we flip that then,
1: Blythe, what would you say? How do we respond to a young person? We find out a young person in our life has sent a photo without consent or is thinking about sending a photo with, or, or, you know, without consent, maybe.
0: Yeah. I'm going to semi-plug our season one respect episode. Mm -hmm. I think personally, a really helpful definition of respect for me has been a twist on the common one, right? Our common definition of respect is like, well, treat someone how you want to be treated. And I think maybe a more nuanced definition is treat someone how they want you to treat them. So like you might want unsolicited, you know, photos sent to you without your consent, you know, all day long. But if that's not what that person wants, right, like Mm -hmm. we don't get the right to assume that. And so that's one thing. I mean, there are also, of course, we touched on the legal perspective, but yeah, we respect people, especially like if we're talking about sending something without consent, consent is a baseline for showing respect to someone to say you are a person with full autonomy and I want to honor that. Mm -hmm. um, the things that I do online, the things that I do offline that, yeah. I mean, that's where I would start. What, what about you, Allie? No, I think that's, I think that's
1: good. I think a reminder about like really a lot of the first things we talked about in season one and the thing, and that when we think about what it means to be in a healthy relationship, whether you are in a romantic relationship with that person, remember a, a relationship is any interaction between two people. That's how we define it. And so we want to make sure we're acting in ways that are healthy and respectful. So yes. before I ask Blight to give our relationship goal, I just want to reemphasize that open communication is the goal here and not shaming anyone is the goal, right? Is what we want to do is what, how we want to foster that open, open communication. And just remember that sending and receiving these types of photos has been completely normalized in in our culture. And so it is not surprising that anyone believes it to be a part of a relationship, right? Whether they want to be doing it or not. So,
0: yeah. Blythe, you want to give us our relationship goal? I would love to. So, your relationship the goal this week is to talk with someone about what you have seen on TV or maybe heard from others regarding sending and receiving nude photos. And if you feel comfortable, like, talk about your own personal experience with this topic. Like, I think especially if you're an adult, right, that has such power. Um, an influence. If you're able to say, Hey, this is my experience. Like what, what is yours been? Mm-hmm. That's good. And, you know, as you have these
1: conversations, whether it's with someone younger or older than you remember to stay curious, try not to try not to shame others. If they have different opinions or practices around or experience uh, experiences with sending or receiving these types of photos, we can always encourage healthier behaviors without making someone feel less than or feel shamed so thank you all for tuning into episode two we'll be back next week with episode three and your third item in our top five list so we can't wait to see you then Thanks so much for tuning in to Real Relationship Goals. This episode was produced by the Prevention and Education Department of the Advocacy Center for Crime Victims and Children in Waco, Texas. You can follow us on Instagram at ACCVC underscore prevention. See you next time.